Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zesty Zoe Pod. Today, I am joined by Stephen, my good friend Stephen Lee, who is my good friend from um, University, the University of Waterloo, which I attend, and is a great poker player, a great chess player, and a high-level gamer, and just all around a, a high-level individual in all things who I look at all the time. <laughs> yeah, so well, welcome aboard, Stephen. Yeah, thanks, Stanley. And you know what, Stanley? Um, I'm a big fan of yours. I, I've been here yeah. since day one, back in your like top five NVA days. Damn. The good yeah. time. Yeah, but thanks. thanks. I'm, I'm glad that I'm on here now. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to get you on here for a while. And I guess you finally got a, um, I guess, a quote unquote mic, right? Yeah. How, how do I sound? Sound yeah, good? Sounds much more solid than, I guess. When we were doing group projects back, back in the fall, yeah, yeah in, the, in, the fall. in the group projects, like that was so awful. Like my audio, like remember with the um, for CS four four nine, the prof yeah. joined and then I was talking and he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's pretty bad, yeah. but yeah, Not much better now. It sounded nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I guess overall, like, what do you think of your headset right now? My headset yeah also your headset yeah the logitech g4432 oh yeah oh yeah um yeah i've been liking it but uh like feature wise it's good like people have been complimenting my mic which is great nice <laughs> and the audio is i mean it's whatever it's mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. i don't really care about the audio so much as i care about the mic and I don't know. Two days in, I was kind of feeling a bit of a like pressure on the top of my head. I don't know if that's gonna be. Yeah, like, I think you'll get used to it since I guess like yeah, part of my head felt weird when I was wearing it for long durations. Yeah. Yeah. Can't ask too much for sixty bucks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess have you like have you been gaming recently, or are you just gonna use the headset just for I guess calls and music or whatnot? Uh, the main reason for the headset was for Zoom meetings like mm -hmm. this one mm -hmm. uh, for like, yeah, work stand-ups and stuff. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Have you been doing playing any games recently? Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been doing, I haven't been playing chess so much as I've been just like doing the daily puzzles. Mm -hmm. I see, I see. Yeah. I guess, how's chess been going? Like, you're the one who kind of got me back into it, I guess. Like, I was, like, back then, I was just, I guess, playing on the built-in application on the computer. Oh, yeah. It's pretty trash. And chess.com. Yeah, chess.com is nice. It's yeah. very nice. Like, uh, uh, it was, like, 2013 when I joined. Mm -hmm. Or it might have been even 2012. I joined chess.com and like the UI has stayed pretty much the same since. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. Like what they have is solid and they're just building on top of it, which is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I've started streaming as well since I've got gone into, I guess, watching other YouTubers and streamers play chess and it's pretty cool and fun. Yeah. They yeah. Like that's also how I kind of got into it recently is just like mm. um i was playing through like middle school high school kind of dropped off when mm. uni started but then like like 
all these streamers got back on it and like queen's gamut came out yeah and, like i was like man i'm i'm good at chess you know i gotta get back into it and just like enjoy the community that's like kind of reviving mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah it's been really a good nice. time yeah for sure and yeah you're like the, i guess the best chess player that i know of which is pretty nice that i've got you on the pod and then really yeah, yeah. what about uh you know the other guy oh i guess um I guess someone I met, like, I guess one of my coworkers in the last internship, I guess you could say he could be better, but I don't know. I just feel like, just feel oh. like you, you got the Stephen Lee factor. I, I was talking about the other, other guy. Harish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you guys are, like, on a similar level. It's like, it depends since he could be rusty or whatnot. And I don't know. And he doesn't seem like he played as many games as you over the last year. So, Well, his stats definitely impressed me. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but in terms, I guess, like teaching and all that, like you have all the concepts and you, you like, I feel like you're like my mentor to guide me to the elusive 1000 rating. Man, it's 1000 really isn't that hard. You know, like when I, I joined, like when I joined chess.com, like I was already playing at like 1200 level and I was just like after like, a few months of playing so I, it's really not that bad like yeah i'm, I'm not so even at a few months yet i'm just at around a th- like three four weeks so like it like the elo system is logarithmic right like oh. everyone is pulled near the bottom and then as you like go up people get like much harder and much harder so like oh. where i'm at like I, i'm still nowhere near like master level Cause like, even though like my rating on chess.com is like 1700 and it's like mm-hmm. 2000 rating to be a master. It's like, I'm still so far away from like being a master level. Cause like the skill gap is just so huge Damn. versus like, like you, like you can easily climb up. Like, oh, okay. I, I, I like, I'm not being like, like, <laughs> exaggerating or like mm-hmm. i'm not over i'm not being overconfident but okay yeah. yeah it's good to hear good to hear um yeah i guess generally like do you have any tips for me as like an 800 player who who does it's like it's kind of hard for me to sometimes memorize i guess like the um king's indian because like sometimes the opponent does like weird things like they just take the pawn and i, I don't know how to respond like they take the e4 pawn or something and then like Right. I don't know whether I should take back or just continue setting up for but not. Right. So for a bit of context, like I introduced you to the King's Indian mm-hmm. when yeah. you started. And the reason I introduced you to that is so that you can not think about the opening. Oh, okay. Like just like really it just sucks to memorize moves because that's not the that's not the essence of chess mm-hmm. the essence of chess is like the mix of like pattern recognition calculation like raw ability like all of those things combined it's not memorization mm-hmm. like that memorization isn't the fun part everything else is so especially for a beginner like, yeah i really hate the openings because i don't know what to do when the opponent's like tricking me yeah so uh i would just say like 
King's Indian is supposed to get you out of the opening. If they're if your opponent's playing something that's like throwing you off, you just go along with it. Like if they're trying to like gambit a pawn mm -hmm. or like do something that seems kind of fishy, just go with it because you don't know like you don't know if they're what they're doing is because they're trapping you or if because they're just being stupid. Oh, okay. especially at the 800 level like mm -hmm. i would reevaluate that like statement once you get to like even where i am like 15 1600 because like up until that point people really don't know what they're doing Damn. opening like you think you don't know what you're doing with the opening but <laughs> like a lot of people at your level and higher don't know what they're doing with opening either so you just just go along with it Okay, okay. Um. Yeah. So through that, it's just like if you do encounter like things that end up being traps or like you just get devastated after like some sequence of moves, like now you know that those sequence of moves. Mm -hmm. And like th that's more ingrained into your memory than just like memorizing opening theory because it's like, Oh, I played that. I played the sequence of moves versus, like, I learned about the sequence of moves, but I never actually applied that knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's just, it'll just be, it'll just be more easily retained. So, for that, like, I I encourage you to still not care about opening theory. Just okay. Yeah, I'll keep, focus. keep it in mind. Yeah, for tips, like, definitely don't care about the opening and focus more on like uh, improving your calculation tactics uh, as well as I guess like more general pattern recognition mm -hmm. just like and I guess overall themes themes can be useful as well just like you know your very basic control the center develop your pieces like put your rooks to open files that kind of stuff mm -hmm. those are tips that are useful as well that you should try to implement. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I'll definitely think of it during this Saturday stream of me playing chess, twitch.tv slash Sawiwangus for anyone who's interested. Jeez. Yeah, um, hopefully I can stream more, but sometimes I'm just too lazy and I don't have the time to, but yeah, probably mostly Saturdays. Um, but yeah, yeah, thanks for tips. Yeah, I guess something else I kind of want to ask you is how do I improve, I guess, end game because like like is it just basically puzzles because i i guess an example is like last during i guess the final game i played on the last saturday stream like i was basically up two bishops and then i had a few pawns up as well and then i don't know there's like a few made in like threes or something but I, when i analyzed it but like during the game because i was like down on time i was just like I, i'm just gonna like keep pushing my pawns and then queen and then made from there but like is there any tips on like guess like finding like just capitalizing my on winning positions right. during the end game right right so your question is you have a winning position and you want to convert yeah so, especially if i'm down on time like i don't want to just keep pushing pawns and moving stuff protecting the pawn so you're saying that but you're saying just like keep pushing the pawns and protecting stuff but that is the way to oh, okay win because like 
like you said you had like in that game you had two bishops and a few pawns like i have trouble checkmating with that amount of material you need a queen to like especially if you're low on time it'll be mm -hmm. a lot easier to check your opponent if you have the queen oh so, so like your priority should be to promote the pawn when you can and so for that uh do you know how to checkmate with just the king and queen um I, i've done some puzzles and i've had moderate success but yeah i've i've never really been put in a situation of just king and queen i mean yeah but all right well yeah. that's like the end game that probably comes up the most often if your opponent lets you drag it Trade? that long oh like right. king and queen versus king so i oh. would recommend learning how to checkmate with king and queen versus queen versus king i'd also recommend king and rook versus king mm. to know okay. how to checkmate with that and yeah otherwise yeah your focus in the end game is just to promote pawns so like at all costs, you can sacrifice your bishop to get a queen. You can sacrifice your rook to get a queen. Like, okay. you need a queen to win. Like, obviously, when you get more advanced, you well, you can figure out how to checkmate with like less amount of material. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, my suggestion would be focus on promotion. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So. I guess at my level, it's like not really worth it using the brain power to see how to check with other pieces, I guess. Yeah, not even okay. at my level. Yeah, like, okay. I, like, that's what I would do. Okay. Well. Okay, got it. It's a good tip as well. Since, yeah, sometimes, like, yeah, there's like time pressure. And then I think there's someone who commented in the stream, it's like, just checkmate. I think I was like made in two or made in three with like the bishops and pawns. But I couldn't find this. So I just kept pushing my pawn up. I was like, damn. I yeah, honestly, I, like to the untrained eye, those really can be hard to find. So it's mm -hmm. like, don't worry about missing mate in twos or threes mm -hmm. with like your minor material. You just go for the queen and like do it the easy way. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess some. Um, I guess, how's your chess progress going on like right now? Chess progress? Uh, I don't know why. I guess I just got busy with work and other interests, but yeah, mm. I was on a climb. Like I was like steadily increasing my rating from like 1450 to 1750 over like a month and a half. Mm -hmm. and like I, I never like uh, stabilized there like I think I could go higher if I really tried but uh, I haven't been playing as much recently I really enjoy puzzles though like, yeah, that's yeah. kind of been a theme like even when I don't play chess I always stick to the puzzles because it's just fun it's just like daily crossword except mm -hmm. it's daily chess puzzles yeah <laughs> but that's yeah. kind of where i'm at oh do you usually do puzzles on chess.com or is it like lee chess since it's like unlimited uh i i like so others might get mad at the you know five <laughs> puzzle cap per day mm -hmm. but i like it because it's just like 
I want to make the most use out of those five puzzles. Mm -hmm. So I try harder and like I, I'm more focused and I think it, like let's me improve more quickly that way. Versus if I had like unlimited puzzles, like I might just, you know, at some point start raging if I yeah. like, <laughs> get on a losing streak and then just like tank. Whereas that won't happen in chess.com. Mm -hmm. So like I like the cap and that's why I stick to chess.com for puzzles. Oh yeah, what's Puzzle Rush? I've never done it before, and uh, it seems oh like... really? Puzzle Rush is the best. <laughs> Wait, so you do Puzzle Rush every day? I do Puzzle Rush, Puzzle Battle, and puzzles <laughs> every day. Wait, is, is Puzzle Rush basically um is it like unlimited per day, is it, or do you only get no? It's just day? it's just once per day. Puzzle Rush is you can choose between a uh, three minute, five minute, or survival, mm -hmm. and you have to do as many puzzles as you can and you have three lives. So oh, okay. uh, basically this is training more so like quick pattern recognition and like quick calculation mm, versus okay. like l longer puzzles. Like, I mean, it's also for calculation, but I guess the puzzle rush trains kind of your intuition more and just like, your general approach to thinking, mm -hmm. especially like, cause like I used to be really trash at the like quick, like rapid blitz time formats. Like mm -hmm. I, I like I had, I was really struggling getting out of like 1300, 1400 for the longest time. But then with puzzle rush, like that really helped train my, uh, like intuition and like quick uh, finds in order to like gain material quickly or like find a quirky checkmate or something like that. Mm, nice, nice. Oh, so, so yeah, I would definitely recommend Puzzle Rush for you. As oh, well. Okay, yeah, I just guess like, I'll start doing that just every a, day. <laughs> just a, it's just an extra five minutes per day. Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's a lot of fun too, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, I guess another question I have is, um, I guess, is Rapid the most quote-unquote official way of playing chess? Or is there like a longer way, I guess, more? Like There's is Rapid no... like the true rating that you have? Since I guess Bullet and Blitz is like much faster than Well, there's than a normal. there's a reason that the ELOs are divided out. So like I'm claiming that I'm 1750, mm -hmm. but that's just my 10-minute rating, honestly. Like I'm I'm still pretty bad at five-minute chess like mm -hmm. I just don't play quickly enough and mm -hmm. one minute like I, like bullet chess I just have like a completely different mode turned on like in, mentally and that's how I can execute uh well in that format but like five minute is like my weakness and like there's, I, I, I would say that there's no one like official format. If there was one, I would say it's classical, which is like 30 minute plus, 60 minute plus, because like that's where you're really like, you know, you're really going through all the simulations, yeah. you know, like Beth Harbin staring at the ceiling, like you're going, like you're going through everything and like you're really sitting down and thinking and, you know, I, I would I would recommend like playing a classical game 
because like with chess.com you're just like encouraged to play like 10 minute five minute because that's like the more fun formats quote unquote Mm -hmm. but like if you play classical like if you just sit down play a 60 minute game i feel you'll learn a lot just like through your own realizations because just sitting there and like calculating everything through uh and then just like realizing thing realizing things that you wouldn't have the time to realize because you're like oh shit my time in like a 10 minute or five minute format so playing at least one classical game uh (laughs) in your life but like probably more than that but like at least once in your life is something i recommend oh um like, is there a chess.com classical game or something? There is, yeah. You can, oh. you can, you can play 60-minute chess on Against, chess.com. like, other people, and will you get a rating for it? Because I don't really see it on, like, profiles and stuff. Yeah, you don't see it because no one plays it. <laughs> oh. Like, no, uh, one, no one plays it? There's a, there's a few people that play it. Like, I guess for classical, more commonly, you'd play in real life over the board. Mm-hmm rather than on chess.com because you're just like staring at the screen. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just over the board chess, maybe not like classical, just over the board, get unlimited time to think and just, yeah, yeah I, I, I would recommend that. Yeah, probably I can um, do it against you one day when I meet you in person again yeah COVID then yeah (laughs) but uh like I guess pushing the point a bit but like yeah I like some of the most key lessons that I've learned were from tournament games that I played in high school Mm. like the formats for those games was 60 minutes per player so like yeah oh damn so it's real like real stuff it's real stuff (laughs) Nice. You, you just like sit down there and like you're not doing anything else right like mm-hmm. it's just you and the board and your opponent mm-hmm. so I learned a lot from those experiences probably the most f- from like any other chess experience mm-hmm. I see yeah. I remember there was uh there was one game I played in high school uh it was against like one of the top schools in Toronto and I was playing like their number one player because I was the captain. So I was my one, I was yeah. the number one player on my team mm-hmm. and we were like tied, like we were pretty even on material and everything mm-hmm. until like I had like five minutes left on the clock and he had like 40. <laughs> it's like oh sh- like oh shit like i gotta start speeding up but then when i st- when i started speeding up he started speeding up too and i was like oh he's trying to keep up with me but then mm-hmm. this is when i noticed that he started making making mistakes instead of utilizing the extra time that he had mm-hmm. and then i was capitalizing on those mistakes and then like i could tell like i had two minutes left but at that point i had like i was about to promote a queen yeah. and he was like oh man i really am about to throw this oh i, I remember like when i was at f- five minutes and he was at 40 like he offered me a draw 
Damn. And then I declined it. There's <laughs> like five minutes left. And I declined it. And Damn. then, yeah, like I stuck it through. I mm-hmm. promoted. And then it was literally king and queen versus king. And I had the queen. Mm-hmm. And, but then it was like he was in the middle of the board. So I had to like do like 20 more moves. And oh. then I did those 20 moves. And then when I checkmated him, I looked at the clock. There was one second left on my clock. Damn. It was, it was the most, like, it was probably one of my most clutch, like, chess moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, like, yeah, I felt really, really good about that. Nice, nice. Those yeah. are the kind of moments that, you know, they only, come by. Yeah. they only come by once in a lifetime. Damn. Oh, yeah, I'll hopefully I get one of those moments on stream one day. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess uh, we could jump to our next topic, which shouldn't take too long, which I guess poker, since I think your current job right now is related to poker. And I think you are quite yeah. a quite a high level poker player. And yeah, I'd like to hear more about, I guess, what's like, have you been doing poker recently at the poker club for your university or like how's that uh, all going? Currently the Waterloo Poker Club isn't active. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've been playing poker for a while. Like, like I put started putting real money in at start of uni. Before that, I was playing like WSOP and like Ziga poker on mm. like Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I don't buy like I'm bringing it up to you because it's just historical thing, but like mm-hmm. I wouldn't really bring it up because like that experience isn't really tied at all with when I started in uni and started learning about like actual like strategy, game theory, and like mathematically derived decision making. And that's when, like, my, like, interest in poker evolved to something that was more of, like, like, an advanced mm. game that I grew fond of. I, yeah, I guess, wh- why poker over, like, other games, uh, other card-based games involving money? Other card game, yeah, other games like, involving I, money? Yeah, like Blackjack well, or whatnot. <laughs> Well, I think you know the answer that, to that already, which is that like other games, those are just like that's actually gambling. And like, mm-hmm. sure, blackjack, you you can like you can like do mathematically optimal strategies to like get a slight edge, but at the end of the day, it's just like it's pure luck. Mm, yeah. I Whereas guess in like in poker, like you think there's very little information on the table, but there's so much information. And part of being a really successful poker player is like being able to use all the information that's being given from off of everyone else and like inputting that info into like your model and deriving like a maximum exploitative strategy to like yeah get the most money off of these opponents and my yeah that's kind of my interest in it I guess 
like there's two worlds to like present day poker and that's like exploitation versus game theory optimal mm-hmm. game theory optimal is like oh if i was uh like if i was playing in like a vanilla environment against like eight other players like i would execute this strategy every time and this is how i can make sure that i get the most money like mm-hmm. in the long run mm-hmm. and versus like exploitation which is like while this player is kind of doing this too often or is like betting like really quickly or very slowly or like their bet their bet sizing seems like pretty off so using that info i can like try to find a counter to that in- to that strategy and that's kind of more of what i'm interested in like the exploitative side cool so i guess it's just basically you you like the mind games and all that stuff well i wouldn't say it's mind games it's not like like i'm like even though i play poker a lot i'm really bad at lying and i'm really bad at like reading other people it's more so like like i'm not going to stare a guy down and be like are you bluffing or not <laughs> yeah it's more like i'm like my inputs are their timing of their bets mm-hmm. as well as their bet sizing and yeah those are those are probably the only two things maybe if we're getting something else but like it's like all those things you can play you can read from online poker uh-huh. like I'm not gonna like look at someone. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, is their hand twitching? And be like, oh, it's a plug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not that guy. Okay, so I guess right now, I guess most of your stuff is based for online poker, and I guess yeah, it's pretty surprising to me since I thought online poker is just much less serious since you don't really see the other person. But yeah, I guess based off of what you said. Online poker is a lot more serious. It's actually quite scarily a lot more serious than live yeah. poker. Like, like general poker like advice is that if you actually want to make money, you want to play in live poker because that's where the games are softer versus oh. online because like like live poker like people like there's a lot of people some of them are like are actually going to try hard and like know the strategy and everything mm-hmm. but like a lot of them are just like going to this casino for fun you know oh, just yeah. blossom some cash just live the life <laughs> <laughs> live the vegas life <laughs> yeah versus online like i play like i play very low stakes on poker online poker mm-hmm. i'm scared about the higher stakes because at that point like people aren't even playing they're just like executing trades as a bot yeah. like like when you're playing like like 25 50 cent blinds mm-hmm. plus like there's a lot of like bots that and, like people are just playing like they're reading off a chart and it's like oh this is the optimal input and like mm-hmm. Oh, this is what you bet. 
like I'm gonna input that to my program, and then my bot's gonna tell me uh, what the optimal action is against your play. So there's a lot of that going on, like a lot of like little cheating in the higher stakes, mm. and that I really hate. That's why like these days I've been mostly sticking with just playing with my friends and playing really low stakes online because that's where like you know there's more opportunity for exploitation because people aren't cheating mm -hmm. not to say that at the highest level people are like at the highest level like well-known players they're not cheating they actually know the strategy but at the top it's hard to tell who's who yeah unless it's like you're a well-known player oh at the top do you mean like high elo or is it like high money well it's kind of synonymous because oh. like only good players would like risk more money, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I see. I see. Like, there's very few success stories of like bad people getting in it and making it big. Like, the only yeah. one that I can really think of is uh, Chris Moneymaker, two thousand something World Series of Poker. Like, he came in it with like very amateur experience and won, and that's how like a bunch of people got like it started like a literal poker boom because yeah. people were like oh shit this guy's like he got this guy won big without knowing jack shit like i'm gonna test my luck and maybe i'll do well in here yeah but yeah. like no that has not happened <laughs> since because people have learned mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um fair points yeah so overall i think we can wrap up this podcast with i guess um i guess my final question for you is sure um like what do you see your future in poker being um do you see yourself like playing an actual like actual world series of poker tournament or something or will it just mostly be online play and oh, casual stuff it that would like, be sick huh yeah it seems like you have big ambitions since a lot of math relates to your degree sure know. sure yeah i mean i've never really thought about you know going pro with it maybe if like you know like i get fired from my job <laughs> or like something catastrophic happens to my income sources like i might try it out like but um no i i like where i'm at with it just like keeping up with poker news like up-to-date poker strategy mm -hmm. and you know what like if there's a chance to enter like the main event for the WSOP in the future then I might consider it yeah yeah because I guess somewhere I guess someone in pre my previous internship like to see see something oh like he won a world series of poker tournament thing and he got like a ring so oh geez yeah yeah there's like there's a bunch of tournaments that they run yeah like WSOP the main event's like the sickest one mm -hmm. I think it was like two years ago there was this guy he's like literally like 20 something year olds like early 20s uh Boston new grad software engineer Mm -hmm. And he like just put it in, like put in the money, and uh, like he got like eleventh place or something. Yeah, like yeah. he's just out of the like 
the top t- top 10 but like like already at 11th place he already like the payout is like the buy-in's 10k and there's like 10,000 people who enter so if you're 10th yeah. place <laughs> you'll already win a million dollars plus so yeah, like yeah. that was an inspiring story for me because like oh this guy like I'm pretty similar to this guy I think I could I, I could have a shot at this but like yeah you know there's also a huge amount of luck mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes into that but mm-hmm. you know yeah. a man can dream maybe in the future yep yeah I guess um do your best I believe in you and try not to gamble if your skill level's not there yet <laughs> yeah I've, I've been I'll keep that in mind yeah, um, so thank you, Stephen, for being a guest on the Zesty Side Pod today. It's a great pleasure talking to you about chess and other topics. And thanks for all the advice you've given as well to both myself and I guess other beginners who are listening to this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Stanley, for allowing me to speak and just talk about what I know about the passions that I have and all of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's great, thanks great knowledge. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Thank you too. And yeah, so thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Zesty Zoipod. Stay zesty, everyone.